baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, there's some music to get you going today. Tom Hauser in for Vanita Sakar today. Vanita will be back next week. You know, it's almost New Year's resolution time. Uh, yesterday, we talked to my friend Kristen Weinzero about fitness resolutions and how to keep them going for more than, like, say, a day or two after uh, the first of the year. And today, another friend of mine, Christina Jacks, a registered dietitian and uh, fellow runner and somebody who is all into things that are good for you uh, to keep your body uh, going. And we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. And, Christina, uh, nice of you to join us this morning. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's always a joy. And I do actually love this topic because it really is a time where people start thinking about renewal and what they can do. Yeah, and, you know, and, and everybody does that. They they say, okay, it's the First of the year, it's the, the time to turn over uh, a new leaf, to turn the page. It's going to be a new me. And then within two or three weeks, reality <laughs> starts to hit and you got the doldrums at work and, you know, at home. And, and then all of a sudden you're going, OK, well, you know, where's the bag of potato chips? So <laughs> how how do you how do you get beyond that? I, I know that it's a complex topic, but what are some simple things people can do to make a resolution and then, you know, when it comes to fitness and dieting and maybe losing weight or just getting in better shape and, and then keeping it. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the main things is make healthy easy. And I know that that, like, that seems so basic, but one of the things I'm making healthy easy is what do you put in your house, right? What do you bring in your house? So when motivation is low at the end of the day because the world, you know, works on you all day and by the time you get to the end of the day, it's like, gosh, I need a reward. Well, build in different rewards at your house. And this isn't like for me, actually a bag of potato chips is a, is a trigger for me. I really love potato chips. So it's about not having those things in the house and by making sure that you have things that are healthy that you actually enjoy. So if you don't enjoy Brussels sprouts, nobody says you need to start eating those at the, at the start of the new year. But if you like green beans, then have green beans in your house. So I think a lot of times people do an overreach. They think, I read on Instagram or I read on social media that this is super healthy for me, so I'm going to make myself eat it. And that's really, an, a, a, it's not a lasting approach, right? So build in healthy habits that are easy for you, things that you're motivated to do and that you feel like you have a sense of ability around too. And that's how you actually create behavior change. And, and such an important point about the triggers that you bring into your house. For me, it's potato chips and ice cream. I mean, in fact, I would, mm. I would break up potato chips and put them in ice cream if people wouldn't look at me like I should have my head examined, which they often do anyway. But oh I, it's, it's, Tom, it's... <laughs> I actually have dipped potato chips in ice cream. So confessions <laughs> of a dietitian. But it's exactly so. I am an oddball. But here's the thing. I don't keep those things in the house, especially when I am working on creating new healthy behaviors. And I do that several times a year because we all get off track. So it's not at the, you know, just at the start of the new year. It's just realizing that you're human and go back to doing those basic things about making healthy easy in your house. 
And, and let's back up a little bit, too. So if you're going to make a resolution, is it also important to set realistic goals? Like, don't go in and say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, you know, in the next six months or in the next year, when maybe that's not realistic. Is, is it better to set a modest goal of, say, I'm going to lose 15 or 20 pounds, and then maybe next year you can do another 15 or 20? What's your advice in terms of yeah. goal setting? Goal setting, especially when it's around weight, that can be really um, both motivating or demoralizing, whichever way it goes. And so I really think about goal setting. It is what are the things that you can add that are healthy behaviors, right? If you know that you're not drinking enough water, if you know that you're not having enough plant foods, whether that's vegetables or fruit, Set those goals because when you are doing those good behaviors, you will be taking out some of those behaviors that aren't reaching, you know, getting you to your ultimate goal. And if weight loss is your goal, which for a lot of people it is, what are the foundational things you can do to get there? Because it's somewhat ambiguous to be like, oh, I want to lose a bunch of weight. How about, you know, building up a healthy gut? How about working on your immune system? So when you are eating those foods that help you feel better, you are more motivated to do things like exercise, to have better sleep hygiene. So it really builds on it. And ultimately, the result will be to lose weight. But if we're so weight focused, that actually might make you miss the point of feeling better. And feeling better helps you get to those other places like losing weight. And we're talking to Christina Jacks, a registered dietitian who's done work with NHL teams, including the Minnesota Wild, uh, about diet and nutrition and that type of thing. And uh, another thing, when you're talking about about weight loss, how can people not get discouraged if, say, by the end of January, uh, they haven't made as much progress as maybe in their head they think they should have? Yeah, I think there's other metrics. There's other things that I want people to look at, too. As I work with clients, which we do at A4 Health. Um, we actually do sort of another survey. How is your sleeping behavior? How um, is your energy level feeling? How is your gut health feeling? And so a lot of times weight is one of those factors, body composition. When we talk with athletes, a lot of times it's things. But I also work on those other things, too. So we evaluate at the beginning where, where are you feeling on a scale of one to five in these areas. And then has that improved? So there's things you can download on the Internet that are sort of like a symptom survey or things like that. So instead of just focusing on weight, how is your overall health feeling at the end of these behavior changes that you bring in at the new year? And that can really help lift you up because ultimately we want holistic health. It's not just a number on a scale. That's a helpful metric, but it's not the whole story. And then the final thing, if, if you're trying to lose weight, uh, it generally can't just be about diet. You've got to mix in exercise as well, although they always say you can't outrun a bad <laughs> diet, right? You and I have talked about that before because we run together. You, you, you can run and think you're going to lose weight, but if you're then going home and putting potato chips in your ice cream, you're going to undo <laughs> everything you did in the morning, right? exactly true. I mean, there is that old phrase that abs are made in the kitchen. And it is true that, again, it's also your building blocks, too. So I talk to my athletes about this quite a bit. Um, what are you building your body up with? And so exercise is super important, obviously a key to overall wellness. But if you're not putting in the right building blocks, you're not going to get the output and the performance that you're looking for either. So the two go hand in hand. And um, and so it isn't just about diet either. So I love you. I had Kristen on yesterday 
walking and we're hearing all the benefits. I know in Minnesota it's very cold, um, but it's also less cold than it usually is in January. So getting out there and making sure that you're staying active every day and then coming home and rewarding your body. So this is what you got to look at. It. Reward your body with nourishing food, not just reward your sort of, you know, immediate dopamine hit by having something that's junk foodie that actually distracts you from your overall wellness goals. Absolutely. And remember, exercise doesn't have to be a 10-mile run. It can be a a walk around the block, anything just to get moving. So, Christina Jacks, always nice to hear your voice and your great advice on diet and exercise. And we'll be talking to you again in the very near future. Thank you so much, Tom. Enjoyed being here. All right. Christina Jacks, a registered dietitian. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.